0: So the other thing that Mortal Online does that's interesting is it is all in first person. Oh wow! And so that's interesting because so it doesn't have stealth. It doesn't even have crouching, hmm. but it doesn't actually really need it because uh, I could literally sneak up behind someone. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I really was going to say like crouching only
1: <laughs> only matters in PVE. To tell the computer I'm being sneaky, don't look at me. Right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or potentially if you were trying to like, you know, be less obvious, you know, physically or something just to
1: be seen. But yeah. Welcome to Pick Up Your Sticks, where we talk about why gaming matters. With your hosts, Brett Lindley and Walker Near. I'm Brett, and this week we try to ask and answer one simple question: How many MMOs is too many? If you want to support Pick Up Your Sticks, you could buy us a cup of coffee at our Ko-Fi page, which is ko-fi.com/slash puys pod. As always, I am joined by my quite nifty co-host, Walker Deer. Walker, how are you doing today?
0: Hey, I'm good, man. Yep. Feeling pretty nifty.
1: Yeah, good. Yeah. You're quite nifty, so yeah. I'm thrifty too. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm actually not thrifty. You are. Um <laughs> anywho. Yeah. You know. I just like to rhyme.
1: I'm trying. I'm trying, you know. Yeah, you got bars today? Do you? Yeah, there we go. They
0: got bars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny.
1: As always, we're off to a cracking good start over here. Oh
0: yeah. It's such a good time.
1: <laughs> so, uh, what's got you picking up your sticks uh, recently?
0: who Uh, yeah. So, uh this is going to be a lot. Um, yeah, no. So I, you know, I talked
1: have, about how it. how many sticks have you picked up recently? <laughs> Let's maybe all go of the there. Sticks. Um, no, I, yeah. So
0: I've I've definitely played a lot of MMOs. Um, most of them, not a ton, frankly, because there's not enough time. So you haven't uh, just, beaten all of them. Is what yeah, you're saying. <laughs> right. Yeah. Normally, I beat MMOs. Yeah. Um, no, but just yeah. So I, I talked about it last fall sometime we release an episode talking about Crowfall, which was an mmo that came out last july and i have another show i host called the Crowfall podcast um where we talk about that game exclusively me and my co-host chris over there uh it so so that was really the only mmo that i've played very much of at all for the last seven months from like last july through january probably um and then I guess I actually continued playing Crowfall in through February and then kind of took a break in February and, and in February started playing some other MMOs and yeah, ended up trying a total of four MMOs in addition to Crowfall <laughs> in the last in, couple of months. And like two months,
1: a month and a half.
0: <laughs> Correct. Yeah. It was almost like, it was almost like, like binge eating or something, except instead of, or like binge spending or, you know what I mean? Like except right. instead of. Instead of that it was binge MMOing because I'd been <laughs> locked in the cage of Crowfall for <laughs> seven whole months.
1: Oh no. I know. Um <laughs> I don't I, think I've played. <laughs> it, if you include all like all of the video games and all of the board games and yeah, and maybe and chess from the gamers ranch, I might hit four <laughs> like if you include pinball that i'm that i'm over that but outside of that uh yeah yeah i know there's no it's like and you have to go back many months to get me to four video games yeah well i mean this is
0: my this is this is i don't know what it is either it's so interesting because when mmos first came on the scene well i say that i mean i didn't play ultima well, yeah. or or everquest even but i remember seeing everquest at the store and just being like, who would pay a subscription on top of paying for the game? Like that's right. insane.
1: As at that time it was
0: unheard of. It was. And and to be fair, to a lot of the the invos I'm going to speak about, most of them don't have subscriptions actually. So um but but anyway, my point just being like I went from being someone who was like, I don't know if I'll ever play one of those to I don't know anyone that's at least tried as many MMOs as I have. Now right. I'm sure there are people who have <laughs> oh, surpassed. There's like...
1: always there's always, always a some bigger other fish. person. Yeah, right. Um, How many so multi-user I... dungeons have you played? Come on, now. <laughs> yeah, you right. Like... Uh, that is where I lack. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll
0: log in at zero with <laughs> Um But yeah, so I kind of wanted to just touch on them because I I don't know what it is about the MMO genre that's so fascinating to me. I think it's the there's a I love the giant worlds that most of them offer Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and I like a problem I have in MMOs is I always want to try which we've talked about this I always want to try multiple classes Mm -hmm. which on one hand could be choice paralysis but it's never because I'm like oh I want to make sure that I'm picking the S tier class or something right yeah it's not that it's more just like what does this game have or what, how does this class work in this game compared to other things? So I don't know, like for example, in most games, you know, if there's a wizard or a mage type character, it's probably pretty similar or the, the sword and board tank, right. is probably kind of similar, but then you'll get games that just have totally different takes on classes. Um, the sword and board wizard and the squishy tank. like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, like in, or like in Guild Wars two, for example, which is one of the games I tried over the last few months again, I mean, I played it years and years ago and, and throughout the years a bit. Um, but it, it, like it, it does, it did away with the the Holy Trinity in MMOs, which is tank right. healer and DPS. So it doesn't actually have traditional like threat mechanics, in it and there's also not just a dedicated healer class or classes like everyone kind of gets some heals and everyone can do some damage and some cc. Now there are you know a class or two that are much more heavily slanted towards supporting, but they're still not just full healers. Um so I don't know. I just yeah I I I've been I'm I'm just so interested constantly by these games and yeah there was just kind of a slew of them that came out. The the one that I haven't tried and i it's been it's been hard <laughs> to not do it is Amazon's new world that came out last fall. Um, really interested to see that game and been really tempted. It actually had a free weekend on steam very recently and was on sale. And I thought about getting it, but I was just like, I need to just, I need to, I need to stop. I need to just slow down. <laughs> it's fine. We're fine. I don't need it. Did you, not- did
1: you find yourself on a tear? Like now that I've played two or three why not play five or eight or 12 uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, with one of them? So, so I don't mean to be cryptic. And so the, the, the MMOs that I've tried are uh, profile. I was still playing Guild Wars two. I went back to mortal online two is an MMO that released in January. I think of this year um, book of travels released sometime in the last six months or year or something. And then Lost Ark, which also came out within the last couple of
1: months. Um, I think I recognize Lost Ark.
0: So Lost Ark, you recognize Guild Wars 2. Well, yeah, okay,
1: that's fair. I also (laughs) don't necessarily remember all of the things that you just said. (laughs) (laughs) That that was a lot to call out. So so yeah, with
0: Mortal Online 2, I was kind of on the fence on whether or not I would try it. And I was like, you know what? I'm just trying these things at this point, so I'm just gonna do it and uh, and we'll just see where it goes. so i'm i I don't know, like I said, I wanted to just kind of talk about all these games, but it, it's not like I have some <laughs> agenda necessarily with them. so I guess I guess we'll start with crowfall because that's the one that I actually played yeah, like, I the think, most.
1: I think that at least in like my kind of understanding. Is that like WoW is your like make a baseline, and that's just like a universal constant at this point for all people that want to talk about MMOs. It's just
0: the easiest to refer to because so many people have played it, and it's been around for almost twenty years.
1: And Mm -hmm. like, yeah, there's just a lot. It's just easily referenceable. Well, and then and then so like Crowfall is kind of like secondary for for you and maybe our listeners to that, just because you've talked about it more, you've been playing it recently, you've had a lot of of. You know, you put a lot into that game. Um, yeah. And, and it and it definitely does represent at least some advancements in like, I don't know, if you call like MMO technology, but like
0: Yeah. It's definitely um it's definitely trying some new things. Right. And and that's what I why I was so interested in it when it came out. It's been really interesting because it's so because The other podcast that I started for that game, the Crowfall podcast, and my co-host in that show is a person I've been best friends with since I was six years old. Mm -hmm. So the combination of um, having a show that's a podcast that's about the game and feeling a sense of responsibility to that, and then also my friend is playing the game and co-hosting the show, so feeling a sense of responsibility to him, I stayed engaged with it. When normally I would have walked away, right? Right. Um, it came out in July. We, played, you know, we had it day one, and I probably would have walked away after a month and a half or so, two months maybe. But stuck around. Now I did scale back my play from those first couple of months um, because I wasn't at that enthralled by it, unfortunately, but. What, it, what ended up happening was then I like fell really in love with it.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. You like it, fell back into it. Yeah.
0: In like the, the late fall or, or winter, um, like November, December timeframe. Um, and now the state of the game is, is, is interesting just because I've never seen it. So the game failed just to put it candidly. Right. Um, I would guess that there's less than 500 people in the world that play Crowfall. I I would guess that's true. I don't, there's no way I would have the numbers, but I, I mean, just from looking at, you can see in the game, you can open up the leaderboard and and see the guilds and see their rosters. And I, I would be very surprised if there's 500 names in those rosters. Right. Um, so in many ways it's, it is, it's a failed game, but it does have some elements to it that are, that are really, are really good. Um, one example is in most, at least older MMOs. I don't know if this is as true in the modern scene with like new world and mortal online was not like this either, but for a long time, MMOs were all tab targeting. And in Crowfall. you, there is no, you don't select a target. Your, your camera is like this third person kind of view behind your character, but then there's a crosshair in the middle of the screen and that's where you're aiming. And that's it. That's, that's your targeting is you're aiming like a shooter
1: almost. Yeah.
0: Kind of like a third person shooter kind of thing. And, and so because of that positioning matters a lot more. So like in, in, in in most MMOs, uh, you know, and they, Yeah, and we'll just say in most MMOs with tab targeting, at least if I'm the damage dealer and you're the healer and you have a tank on your team and we're PVPing, right? And I'm trying to kill you as the healer. If you go stand behind the tank, it doesn't really matter because I can probably run through the character of the tank, right? The player character. And even if I can't, like, and especially if I'm ranged, I just still have you targeted. Right, so it doesn't yeah. really matter where you move because I'm not actually aiming at you. Mm-hmm. And in Crowfall, because of the way it works, with her, where there's no targeting, you could literally just go stand behind a person, and now I can't aim at you. Yeah, you have to. Sh- you sh- if you shot me, you'd hit him. <laughs> exactly, and so it creates a a totally different dynamic with with how important positioning is and how large fights play out. Like I play healers a lot of times in MMOs. And most of the time in MMO PvP, you're trying to be away from everything, right? You want to be away from the pack, not in the middle, not getting targeted. Um, <clears throat> and in Crowfall, that actually can can be counterproductive because it's really obvious who you are. You're by yourself, so you can get jumped and taken out. And it's actually safer to be in the middle of the pack because if you're in the middle of the pack they can't target you
1: you're protected by walls and walls of tanks yeah
0: exactly just yeah and so like and that's just a you know one minor example but i think the warmest penguin in the middle of the bunch (laughs) (laughs) correct um so it has elements like that to the combat that i think are are really well done and and i think that the game's combat scales and i'm talking about pvp there's almost no pve in the game But from a PvP perspective, whether it's one-on-one fights or two-on-two, all the way up, and I've participated at all ranges, to like 60-on-60, it's still fun. Like That's awesome. I've been in a 60-on-60 fight where we're in the middle of a field and we get attacked from one side, and so we're all in Discord, and the the leader, the shot caller, as they're known, is directing traffic and like, okay, everyone, get over here, line up this way. We're going to have these types of characters attack first and then the mages are all going to dump their AOE or whatever. He's calling out kind of the, the general direction that he wants the fight to go in the middle of that fight. Another Alliance. That's also an enemy to both of us that are fighting currently runs up and third parties us as they call it. And in the middle of the field, like our shot caller is able to finish the fight with the first group, rotate the group around and push back and f- kill the second group that jumped us. Wow! And it's it was just I mean and to be one hundred percent clear, it is not because of me. It's the, yeah, the guy who right. was a shot caller <laughs> was really good, and to some extent, everyone's willingness to listen and follow directions mm-hmm. was right. really meaningful. Um, but yeah, like I've I mean I've played a lot of PvP MMOs and I've just never had I've never had a sixty on sixty fight. Probably very rarely, anyway. And if I have, it doesn't feel good, it feels sloppy and chaotic and confusing. And it's like, just I don't really sparkles know, sparkles all over the screen, all yeah, the time. exactly. Yeah. I mean, frankly, Guild Wars Player 2 it's, I'll switch to in a minute, but that's how that feels when you get really, really big fights. It's like, this is just a screen of like flashing colors now, and I don't know how anyone could parse what's happening in real time, right. <laughs> To right. make decisions. And I don't think that that's how it's played for the most part, actually, in Guild Wars. In yeah. Guild Wars, when you have big fights, it seems like the strategy there is like, see who can keep their circle of players the tightest, because then you everyone benefits from the the AoE healing and stuff that's going right. on. And the group that has people kind of spread out more, they'll eventually start to get picked off and whittled down. Which is fine, but it just doesn't feel tactical in the same. Be a way.
1: ball, be a ball, be a ball. And yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: um, so Crowfall has some interesting mechanics in that way, but in almost every other way, it fails um, to deliver a compelling game. Which is not my opinion. The fact that it has five hundred players right. <laughs> speaks to, or less, speaks to that. Um, so what happened is in December the game got bought out yep. by another company which is very surprising uh i've never heard of that actually an mmo being i've heard of mmos being sold not six months into launch
1: <laughs> right you, usually it's when it's failing. to launch yeah they just if they they're failing like like what is that hell's gate london yeah right yeah it's just, it's over. just it just fell it just it was over it was done mm-hmm. you you stopped hearing about it and it stopped existing right and the code exists somewhere and Maybe, oh, right? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the thing about MMOs that
0: is interesting. And there's, I think, I've seen articles on this before, but it's like, you know, for single player games or just really non MMO games, assuming that you can find a copy, like it, it's not lost, right? Right. Yeah. But like Star Wars Galaxies that I played back in 2004 or whenever that was, I mean, maybe there's a private server somewhere of it. I don't know. But largely, like, you, can't easily just go back to that world you know right but i can go back to ocarina of time if mm-hmm. i want and play that you know yeah. um so anyway so the game was sold to a new developer and that new developer has taken the first three months of the year to kind of get their feet under them they've Read actually hired the code <laughs> yeah, right they've hired they've actually hired um more staff to develop the game and just this month, actually, um, they're really taking some some really big swings at some of the systems in crowfall that I think are most responsible for it failing. And I don't I, 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 I could try and explain it, but I think it would be too nuanced and not be interesting. but either way, just suffice it to say that they're
1: this new company is is taking some really big swings. So you, do you think they're trying to no man sky it? Mike um. Or like Cyberpunk yeah. 2077, I kind of fell into the same boat. Really, is yeah. I think instead the, of glitches and bugs, I, more No Man's Sky because No Man's Sky just had no content. Yes, I think the difference
0: though is that so so to, to explain, I, actually, like so in Crowfall, the crafting system is incredibly complicated. Right, like like in most games, the way it works is you have a recipe and then you acquire the materials and you put them in the UI window for crafting and you press the button and you get the thing. And maybe there's a couple of little steps that like, where you make components for the larger thing, maybe, but in Crowfall, it's like, yeah, (laughs) to make the sword, you've got to make the sword hilt and then you've got to make the blade and then you've got to combine them. And all of that is not, is not explained clearly the variables that impact the outcome of it are not explained clearly. And honestly, it's just really cumbersome. There's like, like I was going to try and level up jewel crafting, like making rings and amulets and stuff. So I sat down to grind it out one night and I spent probably an hour crafting rings. So a full hour of just crafting rings. And I was probably able to make like thirty. Because you have to make the ring band and you have to cut oh the stone goodness. and then you have to set the stone into the ring. And all of this is just multiple UI windows and there's like RNG in all of it, right? Like where it if, can fail.
1: even if it was a mini game, that's like a lot be more fun.
0: Yeah, it would be more engaging. Actually, it, would... it wouldn't be, though. It would be it would what it would turn into is what lock picking turns into in any mm-hmm. game that tries to simulate that where it's like, yeah, this is cool. If I've never played this game before to do it once or twice right but let me do let me skip it
1: but at the (laughs) 500th point where i'm supposed to supposedly a lockpick master i don't care just like auto pick it like (laughs) right (laughs) yes um
0: so yeah actually a minigame wouldn't be better and yeah you're right It, it it's just it's just really tedious so like in this most recent patch that they put out um they completely overhauled that they simplified it into a traditional MMO crafting system where there's a recipe and you put materials in and you get a fixed outcome. There's no RNG and it greatly, you know, um, simplifies the crafting. And if someone was playing the game because they were interested in crafting, then maybe that's disappointing. Right. But the barrier to entry was just too high. Right. And the game only largely has
1: crafted gear. So yeah, I was going to say like, it's all like all the PVP and stuff is all based off of that crafted gear like that that could have a pretty significant impact on the, the rest of the
0: game. Well, and it, and it did. I mean, that's exactly what happened is basically you have people who, a few really, really hardcore people that know how it works that have taken, I mean, dozens of hours to level their crafting up. Right. And they can craft and no one else is catching up because it's it, which is why 500 people play. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, because, yeah, it just feels imbalanced. And, and so the, the, the most interesting thing about Crowfall is this idea that they have of campaigns where every month or so the, the, the world ends and they then start a new campaign. And the whole idea with that was that it's supposed to chip away or, or just completely eliminate the power advantage that longstanding guilds would have. Because, you know, especially in a game like Arc or something where it's all PvP based, right? You can't you can't compete in Arc if you join a public server that's not brand new because right. you're going to join with someone who has a thousand hours worth of resources and you just can't make up that ground. Like, yeah. even if you have the same amount of people in the same amount of time. You can
1: only hope that they log off forever. <laughs> and yeah, and then for a thousand hours to yeah, let and you, then catch, you can catch it
0: Right. <laughs> right. So it becomes this insurmountable thing. And and what that actually looks like is it's not just a 1,000-hour advantage. It's like a 10,000-hour advantage because everyone that logs in sees, oh, my God, look what they have, and mm-hmm. then gives up. Yeah. And so that advantage just grows in perpetuity. Right. And so it just breaks the game. Uh, and it, that's a problem in almost all sandbox or open kind of PvP games. I mean, EVE Online was ruled by one evil faction for like three years until that guy made the internet <laughs> casino and then bought a mercenary <laughs> army to take them down. <laughs> but for those three years, you just had to be subjected to whatever the wishes of these people were. I mean, they're not in all places at all times, certainly. but Enough. Um, yeah, and and it to me at least, it, it makes it not fun because... As much as I play MMOs and video games in general, I do, believe it or not, do other things sometimes. <gasps> and if nothing else, honestly, even if I'm just playing video games, as we all know, I play a whole bunch of them. So, right. Yeah. So I'm not just going to know life. your one game only forever,
1: especially if it has janky jewelry crafting mechanics. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I, I am the person that likes crafting and is actually like kind of compelled by an in-depth system. Yeah. or at least something that has a little bit more realism to it or is more meaningful. Yep. Like, in, in a sense, having randomized stats on gear means that, like, well, if I'm a lot better at it, maybe I get better chances at those random numbers. And the, the biggest thing with crafting for me and MMOs is that crafting is almost never useful compared to, like, you you want the drops from the raid bosses. Once you get those drops, you don't want anything else. Right. Like. So even if crafting is useful to that point, which it usually isn't, right. uh, at that point it's not useful. And so there's never, like, I don't know, like, having crafting being something that, like, is useful and is, is like, important to to, to have in a game instead of just another stat to level. Um, I don't know, is, is usually something that draws me in, but, like, to your point, it can still... It's only cool for so long until it gets like tedious. So
0: Well, and, and you know, I spoke to this in our gamer ranch episode, but um the 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 problem is is that so the games that you're talking about where crafting doesn't matter are typically what are referred to as theme park MMOs. Right, yeah. And those games are typically not centered around PvP. I mean PvP might be there, like Wow has arena and battlegrounds right. But WoW is not a PvP game exclusively. Um, And so, yeah, there usually is raids and dungeons and whatever where you get the best loot. Because that's the gameplay loop for people that are doing the PvE content, right? Right. So really, the only place where you see this really um, heavy emphasis on crafting is in PvP games. Because there is no raiding. So now it's like, well you're not going to go kill a boss and now you're the best. Like you're going to have, someone's going to have to craft it and you're going to have to obtain it. And, and so it's all part of this community and the economy all makes sense in the, you know, in the whole game. Yeah. Except that, like I I said, in that other episode, the problem is, is that whenever you insert competition into it, now everyone just wants to min max only. So when you have these really complicated systems, The complexity is gone. Like in Crowfall, like if you want to make a ring that gives plus to bleed damage, I'm just making things up, or a ring that gives plus to mining uh, output, right? Totally different. Like it it depends on like the kinds of metals that you use in your ring band and like the cut of the stone, not only the stone itself, but then how you cut that stone and put it in the ring. Good Lord which if there
1: was no internet which doesn't <laughs> Does make sense, the stone face north is it also yeah. a full moon
0: but like. that's the thing though is that if it was if we take away the possibility of people putting it on the internet that actually is a really fascinating crafting system yeah. because now if you're the guy who was willing to spend time jewel crafting you know all those combinations right and other people don't well in crowfall <laughs> that's true until you discover the Crowcraft website, which is yep. just a spreadsheet that allows you to drag in or just drop down menu what your levels of crafting are, like what your equipment is, and, and then what, what the stats best thing, you want.
1: What's the best thing for me to make for this or that? Or right. And that if one? I want bleed damage or
0: whatever, what is it? And then it just tells you you want these metals, you want this cut of stone, and that's it. And so it just completely undercuts the value of that you know experimentation and and the idea that someone's actually a masterful crafter right. versus the novice and i i honestly don't know how to overcome that
1: i mean um, in my opinion i think in a lot of ways like do for a game to look at that as what is good like that's going to happen right somebody's going to make a spreadsheet with drop downs that's just what's gonna happen every that's the eventuality is that happens so instead let's like you can keep some of the interesting novelty of having the different cuts of gems of having the different bands and metals and things and those but just let the crafting menu be the drop down let it be the eventuality i want to make a ring with these stats and i'm at this level and and it says okay well these are all of the components that you will craft as part of this crafting session and it's going to cost you this much and this much time and this much materials and you have this, that or the other, you know, like, like just make that all your menu. Like, I think that it can still be like, like, I think that's, I think it's still a cool system.
0: Yeah. But that's, but then it just, then it just evolves back into what every other MMO crafting is, which is it, it, it's not, you're not, you're not solving a problem. True. Right? True. You're just yeah. simply looking at a, Chart that tells you what you need, and then getting that stuff, which is fine. I mean, it's not like it's like. Again, I don't know of a better answer, and at least
1: it it's it's
0: not (laughs) completely cumbersome and
1: unreasonable. I think the and like the, the only thing that has been attempted is still just as bad, which would be like, I I think I mean even kind of like uh I mean Diablo kind of did this was like the Borderlands system, which is like okay. Well, and the only solution is no matter what you craft, you get completely random things and have zero control. Yeah. And 99% of it's garbage.
0: Yeah. But then no one wants to craft then because now you can't
1: influence it. Right.
0: right? <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, like I said, I don't know. I mean, so EverQuest 2 back in the day, um, not in its current form, but when it very first launched, the crafting system was also very complicated like so if you wanted to make a chair, you had to get a log, cut that into planks, get metal, melt it down, forge it into nails, right? <laughs> like nail it together, whatever. And you based on your craft actually had like a hot bar of skills. And while you were doing, like while the crafting meter is progressing effectively, random events would happen and you would have to press the right hotkey button, like use the right skill to counteract whatever it was. Oh, no,
1: you bent a nail while hammering. Well,
0: yeah, so it would be like, like your metal gets too hot and one of your abilities is to cool it. And if you don't, then the quality of that item is just degraded. Right. So, so then because things had so many components, you really could get, like, if something was truly mastercrafted where every component was top tier, like that actually was kind of impressive. Now it still really wasn't the result of someone problem solving but it did at least mean that they had like they cared it's enough some to kind do the mini game right Yeah right. there's yeah. some there's something, something you executed on Yeah, yeah exactly you did something um but I mean but that game also largely failed I mean it's still around right. and yeah. they just released an expansion within the last year or two but but it's it, it never was wow or something right
1: So okay um so i i have a i have a couple of questions i guess um but i don't want to like stop your flow like no is, is that largely is that most of your thoughts on like i so you kind of stopped playing crowfall first is that correct like, so
0: yeah so i i kind of i kind of winded down on crowfall and another buddy of mine um let me actually just real quickly i'll yeah, say yeah, yeah 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 so with crowfall i because I, I don't know if i finished the thought the whole idea of them introducing these new campaigns allows them to iterate in a way that most games can't because like all the changes that I just described to the crafting system, and there's many other changes that they implemented this time. Well, this campaign only lasts two weeks and then next month they'll launch a new one. And according to their, their, you know, letter to the community or whatever, they're going to be doing drastically different things all throughout this year to just try and tweak it and see what works and see what, what I, makes sense I mean, and what's fun.
1: That sounds like a path of exile. Kind yeah, of thing.
0: it is actually very which is, similar to that.
1: Beautiful. I think it's a great way to like, yes, yeah, we're going to try this. It's only going to be one season. So if yep. you hate it, yep. come back in a month. Yeah, And if you like it and enough people like it, it might get added to the base game.
0: Right. And yeah. So I think that um, I, I think that I am, I'm excited to see where it goes now, but it's, it's just, it's, Frankly, it's just been really interesting to to be a part of a game community that kind of died, and honestly, mm-hmm. started to kind of cannibalize itself because people started getting mad at each other for like not being online often enough. Because right. then there's not enough people to do content, and it's like, yeah, but it's not Bob's fault that he didn't log on. No one in the world plays this game. Right. Like Bob no, is in alignment with seven everyone other else. Right. people. Right, you guys, like, the people who play this are like the Halley's Comet people or something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> this is, we are the odd ones, not the guy right. who did anything else with his time. Um, But yeah, so it's been weird
1: to to watch all of that, but I'm,
0: I, yeah, I'm interested to see where it goes.
1: Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if the game comes back in the same way that you came back. Like, right. You know, like, right. it gets its resurgence and... Yeah. So yeah, so from there... um, um So hang on, I want to... Yeah, so we no, got, no, please. We've got thirty-five minutes in, <laughs> and we've we've done we've done Crowfall and a little bit of wow. Um, but so I, I don't know if you're interested. I have like, it, so you've got what like four other games that you played? Yeah. Okay. So maybe instead of like the the top down summary of all of them, like sure, I'm I'd be interested in like, it, I'm I'm gonna go out on well no I'm gonna go out on a limb and assume. That even though it's dying, Crowfall may have held your interest the longest of the rest of the other games. Not um, just it, not just because
0: you. I actually don't know. I actually can't no. say that that's not okay. because that it's not because of the other ties to it. But 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 anyway, go on with your thought. So then to...
1: let's go like of of the remaining four, which was the absolute worst. Like how fast you went through five games in like a month and a half.
0: Yeah, actually, though, it's not because any of them are bad. It's all just simply... um, It's either I don't think I'm actually going to commit, so I'm not going to play it that much, so okay,
1: fine. Or...
0: So I'll just try and go Right, but there's a
1: reason that you didn't commit, right? Like, Um, it doesn't have to be bad to just not be your flavor of game. Right,
0: well, but that's what I mean. So I wouldn't say there's one that's the absolute worst, though, because they're
1: all interesting still.
0: I'll try and just give... Instead of a top down summary of the whole thing, I'll try and just give you a
1: snippet of like, I don't know why it was interesting. Yeah, what's well, compelling? Yeah, what well, was the compelling nature? So,
0: Lost game. Ark, I'll start there. So, Lost Ark, uh, hugely, I mean, probably anyone listening to this has heard of that because it had a giant marketing. Yeah, it push. like,
1: it like, everybody was talking about it really heavily, but I also, it faded away. Like, Elden Ring has been talked about far more and far longer than I remember Lost Ark being talked about for.
0: Yeah, so Lost Ark is interesting because it's Diablo or Path of Exile gameplay blended with MMO, which I've never seen before. Yeah. Um, So it's got a a very long leveling tree, um, a huge world to go explore, raids, PvP, all that kind of stuff but yeah it plays just like diablo or whatever Hmm. um it's a beautiful game like it's really really pretty yeah and i would say probably the coolest thing about it to me (laughs) honestly is is actually just the spectacle of it like like i played um I played a, a character called an artillerist, which uses sounds giant like kind of character <laughs> Yeah, uses giant guns. Like you get a chain gun and a rocket launcher and enormous weaponry.
1: Yeah. And yeah, oh, and tank it, looks,
0: <laughs> it looks really cool. It sounds really cool. And you just destroy mobs on the screen. Um, So it was, it, it's definitely a very pretty game in the end. For me, it was like, it, it still just feels like Diablo. I just don't right. care. I just, and, and I'm, I'm past trying to like, <laughs> I don't, I, I talked to you about it actually when I started playing lost Star cause I had a revelation about Diablo or I'm like, I guess I don't hate it because I talk about it so much that I must secretly love it or something. Right. Yeah. And, and, and there's an element of it where it's like, I think I really want to like those games, but I just always get to a place where I'm like, I just don't, I just don't care anymore. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, all that to say, like, if someone listening though, likes Diablo or Path of Exile style games and somehow you haven't tried Lost Ark, which is free, uh, yeah, you absolutely should. It, 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 for that kind of game, I think it's probably really well done. So um, how,
1: how does the free versus pay? Like, I guess that's something that has changed a lot in free-to-play games is is the the disparity between a paid player and a free-to-play player and and how much it costs to bridge that gap like what does that look like
0: no yeah it's not it's not because there's not a so there is a sub and i think if you sub mm, i'm
1: not sure if i remember what all the benefits are like is it all cosmetic is it like experience boost no
0: yeah there's like experience boost and like you know to craft you have like a uh almost kind of a gotcha style currency for like how many action points on crafting and harvesting you can spend and right. it regenerates over time i say gotcha style i don't think there's a mechanic that you can just buy more of that but maybe there is right um but i think if you sub like your rate of recovering that it's doubled uh, or currency something. yeah stuff like yeah. that so there's little things like that so um, a little
1: bit mobile gamey so you're saying <laughs>
0: yeah well i mean so lost ark was in korea for three okay. years or something yep, before right. it came here so yes <laughs> <laughs> fair fair <laughs> so a lot mobile gave me so yeah and and there's tons of cosmetic stuff you can buy there's a whole shop there's a a premium currency and and all of that stuff is there um but i would say as a free-to-play player i didn't feel like i was at i didn't notice some significant disadvantage or anything okay well that's good yeah um the next one that I'll mention is Book of Travels. So I played this one a very, very tiny amount, like literally a few hours. Um It is interesting because it bills itself as a tiny MMO. And like honestly, a tiny I would house? <laughs> kind of. Yeah. I, like I would I would actually I I would love for you to look at it. I, I'm not suggesting you buy it, but I would love for you to look at it. Just the art style is very interesting. I wouldn't really know how to describe it. It's kind of a it's kind of pixelated looking. It's, it almost is, it harkens to like an adventure game okay. where like y- you're not roaming a world like you think of in an MMO. It's like you enter a screen and you can walk around on that screen and literally like an adventure game, you move your mouse and it highlights over something. And that means you can interact with that thing. Um, the combat is very, slow and weird compared to any other game I've ever played. And yeah, like you don't see other players that often, like you might see another player, like on your one screen, maybe one other player shows up while you're there, Hmm. but it's not this giant bustling world. Right. It's Um, not a, the, the teleport zone, the central hub, right? None of that. And it just tells you when you start, it's like this game records, nothing for you so if you get a quest if you talk to an npc and it says hey two miles down the road you'll see a gravel road and two miles down that there's a tree and under that tree is a you better write that down if you care because you won't it's there's no in-game journal there's no recording of it so it really is trying to get players to be a lot more immersed right because you have to really kind of be invested in it enough to yeah exactly um so yeah i don't know i think it's i think it's incredibly unique and cool it's very new they have a long roadmap ahead of them so that's honestly for that one that's why i kind of checked out of it because i was in the middle of playing these other things and i was like you know what i'm just gonna hold off on this until it's further in development and come so back you think to it
1: you want to go back to that one though
0: i do i mean I, I would be surprised if it ever was something that was like I play this 20 hours a week or something. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm very interested to see where it goes because it's so different. It's the most, I mean, it, it, so Crowfall is interesting because it like changes the way that you target and it has these campaign things. But in so many ways, Crowfall is a regular MMO. You've got a hot bar, you know, you've got an inventory screen, you've got a capital city with a bank in it, and you know, that kind of stuff. Book of Travels is wholly unique. There's, I've never seen anything else
1: like it um so yeah really cool um oh, yeah i just i i just had to pull it up and that is that is beautiful it's like like watercolor painting yeah it's
0: like i said I, I'm, that's why i wanted you to look too so you can help me describe what it looks like
1: <laughs> i'm like well there's pictures on the screen it's the it, like <laughs> uh kind of a uh, like a Chinese or Japanese style watercolor. Yeah. Incredibly intricate, detailed paintings. Yeah. But
0: it's not like Okami or something. Like it's right, not this no. big 3D world mm-hmm. thing. That's There's like a pixelation to it. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Wow. But it's not pixel art. No, no. <laughs> it, it is very unique. Yeah. That
1: is a very unique.
0: The look of it is unique. The, the, the way it plays is unique. And that's its whole angle is that it's like, what if there was an MMO where you encountered other players sometimes, and whenever you did, it was interesting because it was rare. And how do you pull that off? <laughs> where like time will tell. <laughs> yeah, we're we're. Oh, only... you mean technically?
1: I, I kind of. We're only like. How do you? Is it amount of content? Is it like how you split?
0: Oh no! I think it's just. I mean. So, in Wow, yet again, the base well,
1: I was just meaning is it like sharded, like, yeah, that's what I was gonna super say. heavily that like ten people are on a server, like I would say,
0: well, so, yeah, but it's probably not even on a server, so, in Wow, a long time ago, they came up with this technology that they call phasing, which I don't even know if they still call it that, but that's what it was back then, where so, in the wrath of the Lich King expansion, which that's two thousand eight, so it really is a long time ago, right. um or maybe it's twenty ten, whatever um. In that expansion, they actually had the story like unfold on the map, which was never done in an MMO. MMOs, one of the biggest complaints that folks like yourself have that are like immersive RPs is like, this is not immersive at all because I go do the quest and the world doesn't change. Right. The world doesn't respond to
1: me. Well, 400 anything. people are turning in that quest too. So. Yeah,
0: and tomorrow another 400 will. Yep. So, well, so when, when Wrath of the Lich King came out, what they did um, was made it so that like, You do a quest and you're pushing, you're trying to siege the Lich King's castle. Right. So, as you push across that zone towards the castle, which is the final raid of the game ultimately, um, you're actually like taking territory and you can see the map changing. Well, to, but WoW is a game where you choose a server when you create your character and that's the server you're on, right? So, the way they solve that is. With this phasing technology, you and I could be on the same server, same level, same location. But if I've done a quest that changes the map and you haven't, we could be in a party standing on top of each other and we won't see each other. Hmm. But on the mini map, it would show our dots together. So it's like we really are in the same space, but But also phasing. We're not exactly. Yeah, Yeah, okay. That's what I mean. It is like a sharding kind of thing, but it's. it's more behind the scenes than just like being on a different server i just
1: it's just it i'm and i think also it's ensuring that in something like book of travels that player interaction also does happen so just like making sure that like the players that are all together are kind of close likely to encounter each other but not too likely like just just the logistics of that is, is very difficult from a design perspective to, to do and do well. And it, it is. But the other
0: thing is, is that because it's not this giant overworld, like when I'm on the map screen for map X, like someone else can't be on map W that's right next to it. And they just never have. you know what I mean? Like there's only so many places to kind of thing. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Really, really interested in that game. Um, the next one I'll touch on is uh, Mortal Online Two. So, Mortal Online Two is a hardcore, full loot sandbox PvP game, which is what I thought Crowfall was when I got it. But that's actually not what Crowfall is. Crowfall is much more like month-long King of the Hill game. Um, okay. Yeah. So, is this like? Would this be closer to like
1: Ark then? Not Lost Ark, but like Ark. Right.
0: right. Um, yeah, or dual universe. Okay. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Eve. Right. Um Yeah, so there is no there is no story. There is no raid. Right? There's no dragon to go kill, right? There's no right. <laughs> there aren't quests in that way. <laughs> but what so I'll tell this story that So what content is that? <laughs> well, so that I'll tell this story, which is what made me go, you know what, I'm just gonna have to try it. Right so i was i was I was kind of thinking about it, and I was looking at guides for like new player tips and stuff, right? to see what they were saying. Mm-hmm. And this guy was describing how because it's full loot PvP, uh, you're constantly balancing risk and reward because if you go farm, well, if you go farm for two hours, like great, you have two hours of stuff on you now. But if you lose, if you die, you just lost two hours of stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. So just kind of talking about how to think about that or or ways that he at least thinks about that. And so he then described his own routine and he was like, so I have a home city that I'm my based out of, if you will. And he's like, but if I go farm somewhere that's closer to another town, I'll go to that other town, sell all my stuff on the auction house in the new town so that I'm not carrying it anymore, collect the gold from the market, put that in the bank, and then go to my home base and withdraw my money from the bank and spend it in my home base. That way when I'm traveling back and forth, I'm not carrying anything because my money's in the bank. Which, okay, fine. I mean, that's yeah. interesting, I guess, but not really, because if it's a global bank, then I mean that you can do yeah, that and where's the like, risk? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Except that the game doesn't actually have a bank system. There's a group of players that have created the Royal Bank of Tindrum, or whatever it's called, and they literally have locations in all of the towns, and every day they drive, literally physically in the game, transport gold to all of their different branches, effectively, (laughs) to make sure they have money to transact.
1: So, So you can raid an armored van.
0: You could, except that because they do, A, they're very, very... Yeah, I'm Powerful. sure that I'm sure
1: that if they have all of the gold in the game, they probably have the best armored vans. Like... Right. Like,
0: so they're not a slouch. And they also uniquely, they do business with everyone. So you just get I'm not interested. in. <laughs> I'm not interested in robbing them because right. they hold my money. And I'm not really interested in you robbing them because mm-hmm. they have my money. So, they oh, also man. get a level so, yeah, you of. you could protection. like get blacklisted by everyone <laughs> on the entire game. Right. And I was like, that is so fascinating. Like, that is so cool that a banking system, I mean, and I say that, it's not like they're doing, you know, complex loans or something. I mean, it's not no. that complicated, but just that they created a bank and they actually transport gold around in the game to fill yep. branch locations, for lack of a better way to say. I don't know if they call them branches, but. That's just really cool. Um so there are PvE there is PvE content to do in Mortal Online, but again it's just not there's not a raid where you go kill the dragon and now you have the best sword kind of thing, right? right. Um so yeah, I mean so it's like well what do you do? It's kind of like an Eve. I don't know, what do you do yeah. in Eve? Like you right. just in that world. So that's why I was really compelled by that game because it's just I think it's I think like Eve and like Dual Universe and like most true sandbox MMOs I think it offers the closest opportunity to playing D&D. Yeah. In a video game, right? right? Um and I say that to someone who's a big D&D fan. Obviously it's not going to actually be well, Yeah, D&D. yeah, 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 yeah. But no, I I totally get what you mean. Like just this level of immersion and like like you really could be like a hermit potion maker. Mm-hmm. and and there's a place for you in the world actually at least if you could carve it out right for you to exist as that player whereas in wow you can't be a hermit potion maker because there's not nobody cares it, it doesn't do anything make sense. And nobody cares right and you exactly. don't and
1: it doesn't you can't advance even your own gameplay that way because <laughs> right. eventually you have to go kill the lich king right <laughs> like like that like the hermit like you're right. everyone's story all roads lead to you if you want to progress, you got to finish this content. So the other thing that mortal online does. That's interesting
0: is it is all in first person. Oh, wow. And so that's interesting because, so it doesn't have stealth. It doesn't even have crouching, hmm. but it doesn't actually really need it because I could literally sneak up behind someone. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I really was going to say like crouching <laughs> only
1: only matters in PVE to tell the computer I'm being sneaky don't look at me. Right. <laughs> or potentially if you were trying to like, you know, be less obvious,
0: you know, right. physically or something just to be seen, but yeah. Um but it just does a lot of, you know, at character creation. So in Mortal Online 2 you can create one character. <laughs> you create your character and then the options you have when you launch the game are play or delete because you can delete that character and make a new one. <laughs> it's one server. And so I just I love how much it really is trying to get people to lean into like this is your online identity in this world or whatever what are you what are you going to do with it you know what i mean like where does it take you um and then it also the combat in it is like i don't know if you ever played chivalry or mordhow or Mm -hmm, any of those games mm -hmm. but it's like that where there's directional swinging and blocking so like it's not just left click swings it's like left click is is swing like horizontal swing, but then mouse wheel up is thrust and mouse wheel down or right click or whatever is like overhead strike, right? And then the opponent has to block in the appropriate direction in order to block that hit. Um, so then that's an interesting layer to comment as well.
1: I think, man, I have to, I actually have to check this. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to spell it. Oh my god! I a, a random a random number of e's, h's, and g's got me there in Google to to give me the suggestion. Okay, ergies e h r g e i z. Uh, Ergiz, uh Not is heard a of it. PlayStation One game from wow. SquareSoft. Wow. It is it is Smash Brothers for SquareSoft Heroes. Ah, oh, okay. Um, except it was. A, it was done as like a spectacle third person fighter a la like Tekken. Oh, okay. Um, so it's like Smash Brothers, but Tekken style and all Squaresoft Heroes. Well, it also had a really in depth PVE game mode where you like started as just a, a normal human and basically evolved into getting all of the skills of your oh, favorite wow. like players. Um, and, it, it kind of, in a way, reminds me of that. Like that, that piece of ergies. I had always thought how cool this would be if more fighting style game mechanics made their way into like PvP online game content. That was not just a fighting, like not just standing, like a Tekken game. But actually, out in like a Mordhow or, or, you know, Chivalry, where you're out in the world, but you actually have not necessarily full blown combos, but more stances and moves, and players have to react to it and be more immersed in the the combat itself. And yeah, it's it's good to see that that is kind of going
0: somewhere. Oh my God. I can't think of the name of this game, and it's going to drive me. I have to find it to tell you about it. Um, I almost think it might be faster to just try and Google <laughs> what it's like. To that, see if I it. Can... <laughs> <laughs> Airgees is
1: 1998. So, so this game
0: that I'm trying to think of is actually not that old. I mean, I, I would say it's within the last five years, probably. Um, right. I've got to try and find it. Um oh hey what's up man is that uh, is that indiana jones that you're doing there it's, no it's it's star wars it's the death march oh right well it's ominous sounding so what's with that
1: well i mean i was just imagining you know having to get in a character for when we have the corporate overlords that we'll submit to when we start selling out on ads oh man yeah it would be cool if there was some other way that we could fund the show i mean yeah, we, we have a way, though. It's it's called ko-fi.com slash P-U-I-S pod. People can just donate to Ko-Fi to help keep the podcast ad-free for the cost of about of a cup of coffee.
0: Oh, well, that sounds way better. What mouth trumpet song would you play for
1: that? Uh, I don't know. I don't have trumpet music for every situation, man. It's just kind of random. Oh, well, color me
0: surprised. That's not a color. Absolver. Is the game I was trying to think of. So Absolver, I think it it, it's probably dead now because I think it was largely dead very shortly after it came out. But it is an online game where it's a fighting game, but you travel an open, you walk around an open world, and in order to learn moves, you have to defeat NPC masters that can then teach you those moves. Ooh, I've seen a clip of this. And then you can design your own entire move set based on what, you know, and then you fight other players and you might even be able to learn moves from other players. I don't know. I don't remember for sure anymore, but it just reminded me of that when you were talking about how you start out as basically a blank slate Mm -hmm. and then build up this roster of moves or whatever. Um, I think it, kind of failed because it was unbalanced and there were like, certain probably. moves that were op and whatever right. but
1: of course it's... the internet will do its thing Ex-
0: exa- exactly that is what yeah. happened is yeah. the internet's like oh here's how you min max it it's broken like Here, oh all God, you have I to do this. is
1: actually turn around and walk 10 steps backwards that's where the end game move is right like... it's like or the first low sweep is actually really powerful if you just only chain it like... yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's mortal combat all over again nobody <laughs> ever uses it until one person finds out how to abuse it and then right Everyone right. uses it, yeah. Um, but yeah, so so back
0: to Mortal Online though. I, I just it's a it's a very in depth game. Um, it it's also that's another thing that I've come to see to some extent in in looking at these variety of games is like, and this is not just true of MMOs. I think this is probably across the board in gaming. But you have this like s- the scale, uh, the spectrum of like triple A and indie right and the more indie you get into something the the at least the more chance is not always true but the more chance you have that they take big swings at trying something new so you get really interesting ideas sometimes right but because they're indie a lot of times some of the polish is missing i mean crowfall (laughs) shocking some of the polish that was missing from that game and still is right but it's trying some of these interesting ideas but then you get something like Lost Ark, for example, that's really, really triple A budget wise, like very polished. Everything works like you would expect it to. Everything's very pretty. But I don't know how interesting it really is. You know what I mean? Like I don't know how big of a risk they're taking in any of their design choices. Like right. it's like it's Diablo plus an MMO, that's different. But it's not a risk. Yeah, but but the way it plays doesn't feel different. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Uh so so i just my point in bringing that up is just that with mortal online there's definitely some rough around the edges you know spots to yeah. it um and it too suffers from the internet thing like it, it doesn't have an in-game map because and it's not in <laughs> in the game yet but supposedly they will be coming out with a cartographer profession mm. so there's no in-game map because they want players to make the in-game map right Except there's a website with an in-game
1: map on it already. Right. So, so you can figure things out pretty easily. And, yeah. and even if the map changes, for, like you just can't beat the internet. Right. Like right. The, the only way you can is when your game is small enough. And it has to be really small. Or like Gorgon. So Project Gorgon has a ton of hidden secret
0: type mechanics and stuff. And the community in that is actually also very little. But pretty keen on not spoiling things. Yeah, they're kind of tight
1: lipped. Yeah.
0: Well, but that's because it, it it's part of the fun of the game is mm-hmm. is this unknown, right? But back to our earlier point, it's not competitive. So yeah. people are willing to not look
1: stuff well, up because even, I don't need to get ahead. You know, even when it is, I think there are some things like not ha- like map being locked behind cartographer is really cool. If one cartographer is available right from the beginning, because sure. like. Because map is a big enough thing that everyone will want to need it. Yep. And nobody, and that's, even if it it spoils some fun, there's going to be somebody out there that's like, I really don't care. Where's the API that that digs in the code? Oh,
0: yeah. And even if you're like, oh, man, I I love that there's not an in-game map. Well, in a PvP game, if you're not willing to look at the map on the internet and your opponent is, Mm -hmm. they just have advantages that you don't, and you're just on the losing end now. Right. Um and it's full loot, so <laughs> you actually lose a lot more than just that fight. You know, yeah. Um, and then yeah, the last one I'll touch on is uh, is Guild Wars Two. Um, game's been out for a long time now. I honestly have to say, so you know, you asked me thirty minutes ago what game was was I least impressed by, and I didn't really have a good answer for that. I would say the one I'm most impressed by, though, actually, which really surprised me, is Guild Wars Two. Yeah, because it is. I don't think it's quite ten years old. It might be ten years old this year. I've actually. played
1: actually, yeah. It almost has to be because I remember playing that game yeah. close to launch, not like yeah. at launch, but within a couple of years at, at at the latest. Yeah. Um, and that was before my current job, right? Um, right. Which I have seven years at. So, right. <laughs> yeah, it, it's definitely if it's not a decade, it's it's very close. Um.
0: But it just does so many things right. Like, I'm actually disappointed that it's not more popular. Now, they just released an expansion, so it's not like it's dead or dying or anything like that. But I don't hear, you know, I say hear like I'm in all these MMO circles or something, but I just
1: don't see a lot of hype around Guild Wars 2. No, yeah, I've seen, like, even in the news cycles, I occasionally see a thing on Guild Wars 2. Yeah, but well, because they had their I expansion see...
0: recently. Well, and even
1: yeah, I mean, even prior to that. I, I on rare occasions I'll see an article appear for it. But I still see many more articles and, and like Reddit threads and stuff appear for like Final Fantasy Fourteen. Yeah. Well, Final Fantasy Fourteen has
0: 24 million active players. Fair. WoW but... at its height had 12. So Final okay. Fantasy 14 has doubled the popularity of WoW. So that would be why I see the occasional yes. article on that. <laughs> yes, it is the most popular MMO ever. Okay. Yep, which is only true in the last two years. It's been out for like six, and it's only play that that. in this
1: last month too.
0: I didn't, but I do own it and have played it, (laughs) and I actually love it. The only reason I don't, so it's a theme park MMO, and for me to really play that, I just I need other
1: people to play with, right? Um, and no one else I know cares. So, (laughs) um, if I had to play an MMO, I would probably either go back to Guild Wars two, um, or It'd be Guild Wars 2, Secret World, or Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah. Uh,
0: Yeah. So, so Guild Wars 2, the things that it does, it just does so, you know, here I am talking about interesting mechanics. Like I explained earlier, they do away with the whole Holy Trinity and MMOs and the the threat mechanics. They also do away with vertical progression. Right. Um, So, in Guild Wars the The very top tier of gear is either Ascended or Legendary. They have the same quality of stats. Um, the difference is, is that with Legendary gear, you can change the stats on the gear at any time. Okay. So if I'm a rogue and I have my Legendary chest piece and it gives me plus to poison damage, but then I change to a build where I don't need poison, I need crit damage now. I can just change the stats on that piece of gear without having to obtain a new chest piece. Okay, ascended gear is static in its its stats, but it's equivalent to legendary. Well, right beneath that is exotic rarity, and you can buy exotic gear off of the auction house really cheaply. Okay, Um, like I start when I started playing, and my buddy that was playing just went to the auction house and bought me an entire set of exotic gear, and was like, "Yeah, it's not a big deal." And he's not like a no-lifer that has infinite money in the game or something. Right. So the, in most MMOs, ideally you're like climbing to this ultra-high tier of gear where you're god-mode powerful or whatever. But in Guild Wars, like all of the additional content that you do is just to like unlock new ways to play, new places to play, new areas, you know, stuff like that. But it's not... It's not just to get five percent stronger on the DPS chart,
1: right? I mean, like I remember when I was playing, I mostly played solo, and I, I didn't. I don't think I even got into a guild. I found like one or two people who taught me about like the jumping puzzles, mm-hmm. and it really was. I I very literally was a plant person in a magical fairy mushroom zone who had two random magical fairy people run up to me, giggle, show me a jumping puzzle that I got loot at the end of or some kind of prize of some sort. And then like they magic teleported off into wherever I never saw or heard from them again. But now I knew that these puzzles existed everywhere. And they were like, they were like other players acting like NPCs. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like, and and like, oh, you're new here. Let's show you the jumping puzzle. You can find these all over the world. Well, the other thing
0: (laughs) that it does is that's brilliant is it just auto scales your character to whatever level of zone you're in. Yeah. So you can't miss content because even if you get to like the character I'm playing now, I had a token because I've had the account for so long to instantly get it to max level. So I did that, but I can go back to the level one zone and it's still, I mean, it's not identical because I have more abilities than a level one character had and better gear and stuff, whatever. But I actually do have to fight the creatures. Like I don't just one shot everything. You know what I mean? I actually have to go through a rotation and I could die. Like if I pulled Mm -hmm. too many, I could still die even though I'm level 80 and I'm in the level one zone. Right. Um, There's also not a subscription option. So not only is the game free to play, now, there's expansions that you would have to pay for if you wanted those. But the game's free to play. Not only does it not require a sub, you can't. You can't sub because they don't offer a subscription, <laughs> which is crazy. Right. <laughs> now, they do have a whole in-game store of um, premium currency items, which is like mostly cosmetics, some of it's account upgrades. But you can earn in-game gold and trade that for the premium currency in an unlimited capacity. So although technically you can pay real money for things, you could arguably obtain anything in the game just by playing the game. All of the expansions, everything. Um and I just think that that's so awesome. I just yep. love it. I think it's super generous and respectful of
1: I don't even know Cool. If- so so Guild Wars 2 is run by the CIA and like funded by drug money or like- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I it um
0: i don't know like so honestly i bought i bought a cosmetic outfit which i
1: never do yeah that actually just shocks me a little bit i had it took me a second to make sure that's what you said
0: yeah but it's because i haven't paid anything to play that game in forever yeah so i didn't feel like i'm out something in any time recently and there was a really really cool outfit for my thief that's (laughs) not always on the market and it was and i was like you know what i am just gonna get that and it's it's not twenty dollars it's five yeah yeah that's not crazy unreasonable
1: um i mean i'm like it's the only one and because you had talked about guild wars recently um i think when you were jumping back in last time and i I was half tempted like i know that i'm pretty sure my account was hacked at some point but i also know that i got it back without i I couldn't have had that much i i would just had like a played for like two weeks i don't know so I, I didn't have anything that worthwhile on it right um but i still have the i still own it like and right i remember buying it outright like i paid 30 or 60 bucks for it and yeah so like it exists out there so the barrier to entry on that one is slightly lower than most other games it is I, yeah <laughs> um
0: and yeah like they just do they do interesting things like you know most games most mmos have mounts but mounts and most mmos are just a collection of skins that all work the same. I mean, maybe they run faster, some run faster than others or something, if they're epic or not, and or in WoW, some of them fly, right? But generally, they're all, they all functionally are the same. In Guild Wars, so in the base game, there is no mounts. And then in the expansions, they add some mounts. So like the very first mount you can get access to is this raptor that does run fast, faster than you can run but it also has this like super long jump ability. So then that changes the way that you traverse maps because now you can jump across giant chasms and stuff that you couldn't have before. Right. And then the second mount you get access to is a giant bunny that has (laughs) the ability to jump really high. You can hold a button and charge it, it, jump up it like squats down and then you release and it jumps. So now you can jump up really, really high to traverse the area. So, like, those jumping puzzles you're talking about. Yeah, you just get
1: to the top of them. If you
0: get that bunny mount, yeah, you can kind of cheese some of them because you can right. just cheat your way through. And, like, it's up to you. If you think the jumping puzzle's fun, then you can do it the old way. And if you just want the credit for it because you have some other objective, then use your bunny mount. Um, and, yeah, and the cosmetics in it are just bonkers. Like, It is a very pretty game. There, And there are so many cool outfits and skins, and not just ones that you buy. There's You can craft and obtain them in other ways too but it just does a lot of things really really well and um yeah i i can't recommend guild wars 2 enough i again blown away by did not think that i would care about it like
1: this so so what i'm hearing is all 5 mmos get a recommended
0: uh yeah 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 i told you i have a problem <laughs> <laughs> so we have to
1: <laughs> So I have I have two questions now, which okay. I guess the first is: Is five MMOs too many?
0: Yeah, one is probably too many for a reasonable human. Um, and yeah, and and again, that's that's like I said, you know, I didn't actually play five concurrently right. in a realistic way, uh, but I did dabble in five. And yeah, no, it's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, I mean, if someone played two. That would be, I mean, hell. Playing two characters in one MMO is a pretty big commitment if they're right. both going to be serious characters. So yeah, to play even two MMOs would be crazy. Uh, and yeah, five is I don't think possible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, you had a
0: second question. <laughs> yeah,
1: the, the second question is uh, I, I, I've, I've been to this whole time trying to figure out the best way to phrase it because I don't know that we've outside of our a hundred PC gamer games i don't think that we've done this many games in an episode before oh, okay um why why do these games why why does matter <laughs> oh yeah um
0: i think that mmos are just a wholly unique genre of game and within that genre there are massive differences i mean guild wars 2 plays nothing like book of travels right i mean they may as well be different genres right but they're both classified as mmos um and even guild wars 2 to mortal online or crowfall like they're all very different experiences and there's something about the giant worlds that mmos create that i find fascinating um and And then go ahead
1: no go ahead I'll, i'll 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 bring it back up
0: um I, I, yeah, I enjoy the giant worlds. And in games like theme park MMOs, more like Guild Wars or WoW and those kinds of things, they're usually very, some really cool looking areas, right? Like some very aesthetically pleasing. Mountains. Yeah, just really Whatever. cool stuff like that. And then in games like Mortal Online or in Crowfall, they're not nearly as visually um, spectacly in that way. But there it's like it's the D&D thing where it's like it's interesting to think about the possibilities of like the the identity you could carve out in such a world. How do I get a job at the bank? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. How do I work for the Royal Bank of whatever? And then can I steal from them? (laughs) (laughs) Probably not recommended, but yeah, you, you probably could. You could try. Uh, or you could do like Eve online. That's what I'm saying. And, like like g- some
1: giant long yeah, con, a where year I long the CEO con of the the bank, and yeah, <laughs> dissolve it and give all the money to the necromancer clan. Like <laughs> right,
0: but yeah, I don't know. I just think it's a, I just think it's a fascinating genre that um is yeah just forever compelling to me, and I I, I think it's interesting to see how they try and serve players that want to play alone, even though it's an MMO. And then how do they serve players that actually play in that giant social group and in the in-between. And then I don't know. Yeah. All, all the different combat mechanics and the emphasis on combat or the emphasis on crafting or where is the competition? Is it in it or is there much competition? Right. I don't know. There's just a, a, a lot of layers to MMOs that I think is, um, is interesting and they evolve over time, right? They, they're, they're living worlds that change over the years that they're out you know wow now is a very different game than wow classic just
1: ask blizzard who released wow classic <laughs> right yeah <laughs> so there's so i know you played guild wars with mm-hmm. at least one other person mm-hmm. um like kind of consistently and then I, I believe you played lost ark at a time where at least a few other people were playing like that we know we're playing or mm-hmm. were you playing yeah like i played they- lost ark
0: primarily by myself
1: okay so in all of these, a, a lot of times we talk about why gaming matters. It's the community and, yeah. and meeting new people, or at the very least, novelty, which usually comes in the case of MMO out of these estranged, random happenstance druid chase through the mountaintops there you kind go. of stories. Right? Yeah. I I remember a few things. Nice. Um. <laughs> So I guess the kind of like my final question, really, before we get to like if you have any other thoughts, is like of all of these games do you, that you played for like a month and a half, did you have any like any experience that stood out in in any of them as like an emergent gameplay moment? Hmm.
0: Um, no, probably not. so. Certainly, so I'll just kind of go through it in my head like Lost Ark, no. Um, Book of Travels, no, because I didn't spend very much time with it. Um, Guild Wars 2, yes, and no. So, I did a lot of what they call World vs. World, which is like the open world PvP where there's your Kind of like what Crowfall is trying to do. You're fighting over castles and towers and sieging and stuff. So that just lends itself to emergent stuff because you don't know who else is going to be there and what you're going to find. And so I've ran around and like I've been in a group and run up to a hill, look overlooking a castle and dropped a trebuchet on said hill and started trebbing the castle and blowing down a wall. And now the enemy shows up to defend it. and Now there's a big castle fight. And like, so, yeah, that's pretty cool right yeah. <laughs> right I, I mean that's i think that's a pretty awesome moment like it, it is but well and, and that's part of back to why guild wars 2 is so great is like that's not hard to find
1: it's it, we still need it just from all i can think of is it, it reminds me of our our artillery adventure in foxhole yeah and and yeah. how we still haven't done anything with that game we still haven't done our episode. i know i know it's because now
0: it's so different that i wouldn't feel justified talking right. about it and I don't know if I care enough to go back
1: to go back. I'm but, trying to play but, it again.
0: <laughs> but honestly, Foxhole is an MMO. Yeah, it is. It is. Right. So um, and yet another totally Foxhole plays nothing like any of these games. Yeah, like, right. Totally different. Um, but anyway, uh, so, you know, Guild Wars 2, I would say, yeah, it definitely offers emergent gameplay like that. Guild Wars 2 just makes it really easy to hop in and play with other people and join their group and be a part of a big thing like in Guild Wars 2 when you join the open world castle PvP time there are players who have purchased what they call what's called like a commander token it costs several hundred gold so you can't just get one easily but if you buy one you can turn an icon on that shows your location on the map so what players will do is they'll get this commander book they activate themselves as a commander and now I can have never met this player before, don't know who they are. I can log in, open the map, see their icon, click on it, join their squad, and everyone else is doing that. And now I'm in a group with 50 other players that are running around taking objectives with this commander leading the charge, kind of. Right. That's so it's just really cool. easy to find, you know? Yeah. Um, Mortal Online, I also didn't play a, a ton. Uh, I mean, I don't know, probably 20 hours or something probably the most emergent gameplay interactions i had in that were two different times so there's a tutorial zone that you can start in and you do start in in immortal online where there's no pvp so you can learn the game a bit and then you go to the main continent but you can still play on the tutorial island for quite a while like you can level up crafting and level up several things so people will stay there for a while and uh yeah i was out farming out there one day one day I was out farming and some dwarf runs up to me and just hands me uh, these really awesome daggers that I assume he crafted. Um, doesn't want anything in trade, doesn't speak. I bow to him. He doesn't return bow. He just stares at me and then runs over and starts fighting zombies again. I don't know why he gave me stuff, but he did. So I wrote his name down in my little book of like friendly players. <laughs> uh, and then another time a guy approached me in town and stripped completely naked in front of me which mortal online 2 has full nudity so oh great it was the full package um he stripped down completely naked and then traded all of his gear to me i assume because he was leaving to the main world yeah and and you can't take a bunch of stuff with Uh. you um so i guess that's what he was doing i don't really know but but so those were kind of funny but it wasn't really that big of a deal fair um But yeah, I don't know. I mean, as far as the community, I would say that's probably the thing I'm the worst at as much as it's the most important part of MMOs probably is the social aspect of it. I'm really bad at immersing myself in communities really because I I don't want to commit. I don't want to promise them that I'm going to play four nights a week.
1: Yeah, because if I don't
0: want to, I don't want to and I don't want to justify it or feel guilty about it or anything. And I get it. If you're going to be a part of a community, you have to be around and people have to know when they can expect you. Yeah. So uh, that's probably the area where I struggle uh, in MMOs. But... That's fair. Anyway, uh, I I will not continue on. I have no other thoughts. <laughs> no no final thoughts. <laughs> is, that a, is that a don't even ask? <laughs> <laughs> we can call it good there. All right. <laughs> Well, that's our episode for the day. If you like this episode, consider buying us a cup of coffee at our Ko-Fi page, which is ko-fi.com slash P-U-I-S pod, or just tell a friend about us. It really does make a difference. All of our links and social accounts are available in the show notes. And if you'd like to hear more from me, my other shows are The Walk Show, which talks about the walk of life through a variety of interviews, and the Crowfall podcast, which shares stories and perspectives from the MMO Crowfall.